0: Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with TheIndyCars.com. My name is Abhishek and this cover story package profiles chief financial officers across a select set of outfits that place a peculiar set of demands on the CFOs. Also, the ones profiled may not necessarily have a finance background, but are doing wonders for their respective companies. Joining me on the call to talk about his package is Forbes India's Rajiv Singh. Hi Rajiv, hope all's well.
1: Hey Abhi, how are you? Yeah, just recovering from COVID, man. That's it.
0: Yes, so we might hear that husky, uh, huskiness in your (laughs) voice or a baritone like Amitabh Bachchan, but yes, that's what happens to COVID. I hope you're doing very well now and uh, on on your road to recovery.
1: Yeah, no reasons to complain as long as you survive.
0: (laughs) Talking about survival, uh, uh, Rajiv, a rather choppy segue into the cover story itself is you talk about how the role of... uh, CFOs has changed over time with uh, the advent of unicorns and tech firms across uh, the country. What is it that one needs as the new age CFO to survive in this corporate world? And the the subject itself doesn't get a lot of coverage.
1: So I call all these guys as UFOs, unidentified flying objects. (laughs) You look at any companies, traditional company, new age companies, you don't get to see CFOs talking at the forefront. And I don't blame them. That has been the nature of the job behind the scene, doing everything silently. That's why I call them UFOs. So it was very hard for all of us at at Forbes India to spot some of the UFOs and then see how the role has been changing. Two interesting things that we spotted. Number one, most of them may or may not have this designation of CFOs. They might finance directors as well without having this tag of CFOs. But again, most of them are coming from non-CA background, which is something very, very interesting. You know, 10 years back, nobody would have expected a CFO to be a non-CA in the new age tech companies and all our startups. Most of them are unicorns and most of them are non-CAs. They are coming from investment banking background. They are coming from finance and I mean, grad in finance. And then they have taken on the role.
0: And did you manage to convince your editor to sneak in the acronym UFO or were you vetoed on that one?
1: <laughs> <laughs> in fact, this idea of the entire series is his. So it was uh-huh. not my idea. So he's the one who keeps on coming up with all these unique uh- ideas. Yeah, Excellent.
0: Excellent. So I quote from your opening essay where you write that new age consumer tech businesses require a different approach to financial management. What is different, Rajiv?
1: Two quick things which makes them stand apart from the other, other, other traditional CFOs or the finance guys, first is you need to have a growth mindset and you need to be a risk taker. These are two most important things because once you start looking at the finances from a traditional CFO lens, then you won't be in a position to take the risk. You will keep on, you will be penny wise. I'm not saying pound foolish, but it will be only penny wise. You won't be looking at the larger picture. All the, all the new age guys, they are more of a kind of strategic guys, visionary, and almost have a similar kind of vision which a co-founder or a founder has. So they can empathize with the co-founder or a founder and the CEO when he or she is taking those huge bold bets. Now, if you look at most of the unicorns, they are in losses, right? Or most of the startups, they are in losses. Now, go and talk to a traditional CFO he or she would scoff at the idea of a ballooning bottom line. Now contrast it with this new age guys. They have a perspective. They know it's a long-term thing. It's not going to happen overnight. But that doesn't mean that they would be conservative in their approach. They won't take big, big bold bets, or they will keep on raising that red flag to the CFO, sorry, to the CEO and the founder and keep on telling them, hey, guys, you can't do this.
0: You write about uh, Anish Menon, right? CFO of uh, Car Trade. Uh... Where you write that the new age CEOs are helping CEOs score goals.
1: That, that role of the referee still remains, but you, you can't only be only confine yourself to being a referee who is watching the play from the sidelines and only raising the flags. The, you still carry the flag, but you're now an active... You're one of the players in the field and you're helping the CEO to score the goal. The only, only flip side or the only thing that all these new guys have to keep in mind that they don't get carried away because you're playing both the roles.
0: What is it that these tech companies unicorns or f- rapidly growing startups look for in a cfo
1: as i told you strategic vision long term vision growth mindset the top line has to grow aggressive rapid scaling is something you know because if you look at traditional companies the structure of the company the structure of the companies are not meant to change every month or every quarter or every week now cut to new age tech companies It's very fluid. It keeps on changing. So you can't have a mindset which is very rigid. You need to be nimble. You need to be very flexible and you need to keep on changing it. So there is no one size fits all.
0: And what was the experience of interviewing some of these uh, CFOs? If uh, a couple of names uh, pop to mind, for example, Ankur Sharma of Boat, Uh, he says that uh, CFOs have to do much more than just policing. Boat is now... Much of a household name.
1: It's not only about uh, the board guy. Everybody in the who are part of the package. What really makes them different is that they are getting their hands dirty in every department. It's it's not the traditional bookkeeping, auditing, or post-mortem role that all these guys are confined themselves to. Operational role, HR role, making blueprint for the future. So I also call them chief future officers, and I also call them chief fantastic officers because they, they they do so many things. It's like wearing so many hats. There is no particular one role that you are supposed to do.
0: At the same time, it's not that the role of the traditional CFO has diminished in any way. So there is indeed a lot of intersection set between uh, what is expected of a CFO in a huge organization as opposed to uh, these fast growing ones because the basics won't change, right? You still have to pay salaries. You still have to keep an eye on that loan book of yours, the debt that you might have on your balance sheet. What are those common elements that will not change? And yet they might be expected to stomach bigger losses, perhaps, because this is uh, the start of something new when a company launches a product, for instance.
1: See, what doesn't change is the fundamentals of the game and, and, and how are you supposed to play? For example, a Sunil Gavaskar, 20, 30 years back, he, he was a legend, still he is a legend, but you don't expect Sunil Gavaskar to play a T20 match, right? If you look at Virat Kohli, Virat Kohli plays a T20, a test and ODI. So you need to have different skills and approach to play in all formats of the game. This is what the new age finance guys have to do. You can't no longer confine yourself to the traditional role only of, of you know, blocking the ball or playing in the longer innings. You have to also score runs and, and scoring runs comes from that mindset, which is helping you grow. You might take risk. It, it might go wrong, but you're okay with experimenting.
0: And when you score runs through shots that are unconventional, as opposed to the Rahul Dravid types, which also comes with uh, its own set of risks. Where is that line that these guys draw so that they don't cross it? Whether it is breaking rules or pushing the envelope.
1: Yeah, again, two quick things. Avi. Most of them come from investment banking background and consulting background. So they have spent a good year, ten years, eight years, more than a decade in in deal making, mergers and acquisition, fundraising. So, so they know every aspect of the game. That's number one, a chartered accountant degree might not equip them with all these additional skills, but they have learned it on the job. So they have seen, they have worked with traditional companies also in the, in the consulting role, in the investment banking role, and they have worked with uh, startups as well. What doesn't change is the vision that long-term everybody has to make money worse. You can't keep on bleeding for an, you know, inordinate period. You need to make money. That vision has to be there.
0: Could you recount a couple of uh, names from the package to give the reader a little bit of a glimpse of what he should expect? Uh, Because you've done bulk of the stories. Absolutely.
1: Look at Anita Kishore of Baidu's, man. She's Chief Strategic Officer and Head of Finance, if I'm not wrong. And and she's the one who has been formulating all the acquisition strategy of Baidu's and Baidu's over the last so many years have bought dozens of companies. She's the one formulating everything. She believes in law of possibility and not in law of probability. If you go only by data, data gives you what is probability, right? Of something happening or not happening. She believes in laws of possibilities, which data doesn't. So that's one unique thing about her. So then there is maneuver of share chat. If if you look at the revenue and the losses of share chat, you would freak out. But the point is, India is not used to the nature of the such kind of social media businesses. So you need to have that perspective that the business model are different. Therefore the approach has to be different. You can't look at the, you know, a different business with the old set of uh, lens. So losses would be there, but definitely in, in the long run, over the next few years, you are creating a foundation where losses would eventually come down and you will start posting money and profits.
0: All of these names, without exception, have very solid educational backgrounds as well, right? Manohar, Manohar Singh Charan, that you talked about, he is an MBA from IIM Ahmedabad. Before that, he did his BTEC from IIT Kanpur. And then, like other CFOs, he does have a background in investment research. Uh, he was an investment research analyst, even though they are young. Uh, deep entrenched in this industry for about 15 years or so.
1: Yeah, and an interesting thing about some of them, if not most of them, is that they have this engineering as well as finance background. And interestingly, some started as engineers, but later on realized that that's not their calling. So they kept on adding to that layer by learning finance and MBA and all those. And finally, uh, they found their foot in this financial world, which is very interesting because you start by doing something And you end up doing something different altogether?
0: In the interest of time, thank you very much, Rajiv. It's a fascinating package with, uh, and it's a fat one as well. Uh, I think about 10 odd stories in it uh, of which you've done pretty much all of them, all but one, I suppose. Congratulations on a fabulous cover package, Rajiv.
1: Oh, thanks a lot, Buzz. It's absolutely a a team effort.
0: And all you listeners, you can get this podcast on uh, ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google and Apple Podcasts or any other app that you use to download your podcast and to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to 51818.